0: Alright, is it recording? And welcome to Left and Leftist, the show that takes a no-holds-barred, skeptical look at politics. When the right is wrong, you can always turn to Left and Leftist. This is episode 7. And I'm Coulter, joined by my two co-hosts. On the left, we have
1: Caleb. So much good stuff to see this week. So much good things to talk about. I'm excited about the show.
0: And our resident leftist and angry dreamer, we have Sheldon. I am the leftist. And I have always dreamt. Dreamt of a
2: time when the public was a massive, masked horde waving pitchforks. And now, we are halfway there.
0: Well, we're going to jump into this week's news and more. But first, you got to move your incremental ass out of the way because it's time for the leftist screed. Thank you. As
2: I said, I am the leftist. Um, Something has been upsetting me this week. You might be surprised to learn that uh, something in the news has pissed me off when it comes to building a lasting coalition in the partisan duopoly that we in the United States choose to call an electoral system, one important strategy to have is to create a big tent party. That aim sometimes requires that adherents of a party tolerate or even advocate policy positions on hot button issues, which seem odious to them in an effort not to alienate large swaths of the public. Or uh, to attract more so-called centrist politicians to the party ranks. Right now, the Democratic Party is doing quite a lot to expand its canvas rightward in pursuit of swing voters living living in the ill-defined center, which allegedly exists between they and the Republican Party. One of the more dubious moves is the open celebration by party officials and commentators of the Lincoln Project, a group of ineffectual never-Trump Republicans whose entire affect is to waste resources running social media ads whose sole aim is to just annoy the president. There are some important allies for November. Let's get him out of office. Look, the latest genius-level move that the Democrats have made in pursuit of a big tent is to court former Ohio governor and easily vanquished foe to boss 45, John Kasich. They've invited him to speak at their national convention in a few weeks on behalf of Joe Biden. I find this a truly stupid idea because having a big tent does not make it necessary to invite people who would just fucking knock down your tent poles. And this Kasich specimen is nothing if not a knock downer of the tent poles which hold up the Democratic Party, or a knocker down of those tent poles, is what I mean to say. Let, look, let's examine Kasich for just a minute. Let me examine his record, and I'll let you do your own 15 seconds worth of research to figure out whether it keeps up with the platform and stated standards of the Democratic Party. As chair in 1995 of the House Budget Committee, he introduced the Personal Responsibility and Work Opportunity Act, a truly right-wing jingoistic way of saying welfare reform, which was a fantastic piece of legislation and is alone responsible for relegating tens of millions of Americans to a condition of desperate poverty. But Bill Clinton's having signed that bill into law wasn't enough for Kasich. Two years later, he voted in favor of all four articles of impeachment against him. Then, after a failed presidential bid, he in the year 2000, he went on to host his own show on Fox News, where he also frequently guest-hosted for liberal favorite Bill O'Reilly. During that time, he was also chair of a political action committee dedicated to securing GOP majorities in Ohio state government. Now, if you thought... That early stuff was antithetical to the Democratic Party. We have yet to scratch the surface because Kasich was elected governor of Ohio in the year 2010. And in his in his two terms, he did the following signed 18 measures restricting access to abortion and diverted $1.4 million in annual funding from Planned Parenthood to well, wherever. He froze Ohio's Renewable Portfolio Standard, a program which intended to divest the state's resources away from fossil fuels. He offset a tiny fraction of the state budget deficit by selling five prisons to private firms, one of which, the Corrections Corporation of America, had formerly employed Kasich's Director of Corrections, and then was immediately cited for dozens of contractual violations. He presided over 15 executions. He passed legislation restricting the ability of public sector unions to bargain and failed twice to make Ohio a right to work state. He supports the fin- he supports altering the 14th Amendment to include only birthright citizenship, opposes measures freeing access to voting, called Hillary Clinton a demagogue, believes in traditional marriage, diverted public funds to charter schools. In the interest of time and not beating a dead horse, I'm going to leave the last 27 items alone. Let me close by asserting that, one, the Democratic National Committee, in inviting Kasich to its party, is taking advantage of the ec- epidemic forced virtual, con- virtual convention that's about to take place because that pile of shit wouldn't get through his greetings before we boo his ass off the stage. And two. The DNC also seems to appreciate right-wing scum such as G.W. Bush, Colin Powell, Ronald Reagan, and this dirtbag far more than they do elected officials such as Ilhan Omar, Roe Connor, AOC, and Bernie Sanders. They just want to be the pre-Obama Republican Party. If the Democratic Party is truly committed to being the opposition to the neuropsychotic mass, embracing John Kasich ain't it, chief. And that's the bottom line, because the leftist said so.
0: All right, boys, I think it's time for us to jump into this week's headlines. I, I think we need, this, specifically, this came from an article in The, in the Intercept talking about John Lewis specifically and the Voting Rights Act. Uh, gentlemen, what, what do we have to say about these two great men?
1: John Lewis specifically is like a civil rights legend. His leadership is going to be very, very hard to find. He leaves a big hole Very few people alive today have given so much of themselves and of their lives to the causes that mean so much to them. It's it's uh, it's a real sad day that John Lewis left.
2: Right. And as as Coulter mentioned, what was the title of that article of The Intercept? Right. The best way to honor John Lewis life is to renew calls to reinstate the Voting Rights Act, which was gutted by a pair of supreme court decisions from the last decade we don't need to get into what they were but specifically the the portion of the civil rights act which required suspect localities and states from passing any laws vis-a-vis access to the ballot before it was pre-cleared by the courts right and right. that did and you the know instant
1: that that was gone those suspect states immediately went and put those exact same laws back in play
2: yeah they, and look uh, john john lewis spent three decades in the United States House, whatever the record reflects on his legislative career, it, it simply, it, it can't, whatever you might say about it, even on the left, it can't negate the fact that he, I mean, he was the youngest person to address the, the march on Washington. He gave a memorable speech there and he was beaten half to death, literally half to death outside of Montgomery in that, in that march across the uh, Edmund Pettus Bridge. So you know, he right. demanded right. that the franchise be extended to Black America in word and deed, and he nearly died for it early in life. And he never, he never really lost sight of that struggle.
0: To speak of the Voting Rights Act and how it was gutted, I, I couldn't agree with you more that we need to reimplement things. There was specific wording in that horrible Supreme Court decision that said kick it back to Congress and they can make a law that would make a change. So right now, what would be a better time than to do that, right? And what they should say is not just suspect states. I think it should go across every state, because you don't know what the future looks like. And proven over time, states do change over time. And I think that when we look at reenacting something that is so important, such as the Voting Rights Act, I think that that should just be a national law when it comes to voter disenfranchisement. I I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but that's agreed, at least agreed. my.
1: Holding it to just a few states at this time, at this age, seems a little weird. It seems mm-hmm. like it probably wouldn't fly. It, it should just be a federal law that, you know, I agree. we should allow all people to vote without it being a pain in the ass. Oh, the, the pre
2: clearance that this House did pass included California and New York State, but whatever I mean you know we, we don't have to dwell on it very long rest in power rest in peace
0: John Lewis and then we also want to talk about the political commentator uh, major of the majority report Michael Brooks I know that you were a big fan Sheldon why don't you why don't you talk a bit about his life this was
2: this was effing de- devastating to me I the rise of political con- of leftist or left-leaning political commentary in this sort of format, either on YouTube or in podcasts, just started to rise in you know in, in, in the last five years or so. And Michael Brooks was he was on it. He was all over it. He as you mentioned the majority report, he was the co- he and Sam Cedar co-hosted for a while. He started branching into his own projects. The Michael Brooks show I listened to from its inception. It started just under three years ago. He, he just did long format interviews in specific venues. He had Noam Chomsky. He, just, let, just this year, he went down to Brazil, to, even down to Sao Paulo, and interviewed in prison Lula da Silva, the deposed and incredibly popular <sighs> former president of Brazil. Look, what can I... I mean, I'm really upset because the thing about Michael Brooks was the, what set him apart was he... You could tell... He was always curious. The, the, the degree of intellectual curiosity, which he brought to each, each and every interview, it's, it was just unparalleled, unparalleled. And he was always witty. Shit. I mean, he was incredible. I, I, <laughs> I start listening to things. I mean, seriously, I would listen to a podcast and let's say it's the I'm listening to the Young Turks on a Thursday and I'm just bored. But then it turns out Michael Brooks is on the panel. Oh, hell, I popped right up. Because I knew it was going to be a fire episode with Michael on, he and Anna Kasparian, who is who 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 is the number two person at the Young Turks, they were doing their own thing for the last year or so, in co in with the Jacobin, they were doing a sort of a weekend rundown. It, it anyway, I listened to Michael Brooks' voice has been in my ear a lot, a lot the past two two and a half years, and here we are on a podcast, and I just got to say that you know got to it's very very sad and and you know what all i can say is it's it's really you two you two are cases in point he wasn't around long enough his 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 empire as it were <laughs> was just getting started he was just getting started he was 36 years old and he was he was renowned and revered across the industry and and he's gone so very sad well, for
0: me. that that was a i i Sheldon, really heartfelt and great to hear them. I'm sorry you lost somebody you looked up to so much. (laughs) I appreciate that. let's move on to something (laughs) a bit less depressing or more depressing depending on your point of view. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis expresses his desire to keep his citizens healthy. And he has an idea on the best way to do that during a pandemic. An odd idea. Caleb, why don't you talk a bit about uh, him and some of the changes he's made geared around coronavirus and gyms.
1: Well, I mean, he's just, he's hell bent on keeping gyms open no matter what. I mean, they just had like an unreal amount of people dying and, and catching coronavirus in Florida, but he doesn't matter. And I just, I don't get it. First of all, gyms are gross and slimy on their best day. So why do we need them open during a pandemic? I'll never understand. But as a Trump lackey, he's just kind of following in the footsteps of, of Trump. And one of the reasons why Trump and his minions are pushing for gyms to reopen is because of uh, uh, two guys, one named Jim Worthington, who's a Trump super fan. He's a founder of a political action committee called people for Trump. Another guy is Bahram, Akrati who has a large chain of these like super high-end schmancy gyms and he's also a real estate magnet so he's pals with trump both of those guys have low-level positions in the administration akrati is in one of trump's economic recovery teams and uh worthington is on the president's council for sports fitness and nutrition i didn't know that thanks
2: ronald reagan for setting that up
1: was that, was that Ronald Reagan? <laughs> yeah, it was God, Arnold, Schwarzeneg- you know, Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the first chair of
1: that council. Oh, well, all right. I'm sure this Jim Worthington guy is less <laughs> ripped. That's not a knock, Jim. I'm sorry. No one's that ripped. <laughs> yeah, some of this what the Descent- Especially is
0: Arnie in the 80s. Come on, Arnie oh. in the 80s was so ripped.
1: Oh, and so juicing.
0: So juicing.
1: You know
2: some of some of what DeSantis said in this press conference that in or whatever you want to call it now. Of course, he's the only guy standing around without a mask. uh, Again, he said what part he says we need to keep the gyms open because if you're under fifty, you're in good shape, meaning that anyone under fifty doesn't have to worry about the coronavirus in the first place. But then he goes on to flip the flip it somewhat in that right wing way that we're so fond of. He says, "Look, there's there are people who have uncontrolled comorbidities. They, they they have hypertension, diabetes, morbidly obese, and so on. And 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 the way we're really going to keep them healthy is to pack them into gyms so that they can work out, ignoring, of course, the big bad virus in the room. That you know the sweat and like Caleb was saying, the slime and the sweat." And just the spittle all over the place happens in a gym. No matter how much you clean and disinfect any piece of equipment you get onto, yeah, it's disgusting.
1: It's just like everyone breathing hard, and it's just like and getting their yeah. heart rate up. I mean, you're is, is
0: It's all over the place. the The only part that I want to say about this is this is Florida. I'm sorry, go outside. It's warm enough. <laughs> this is, it's not like it's the middle of winter in Alaska and you can't go outside to work out. It, th- there are options in Florida if you need to hit the gym, right? And you want to like have some good health, deal with your hypertension. I'm sorry, getting outside is going to be better for you than going to a gym in general. I agree. I I think that DeSantis in general has just an anti-science attitude about this entire thing. he's really botched it and in the end, he I, I did see a poll the other day that he's losing older voters, and that's big in Florida. Hopefully it's something that sticks into the 2022 election when he's up again. but yeah, DeSantis, he just he, he sucks and he's not doing a good job for Florida at all.
2: Yeah, agreed. On to our next story. This is the big one this week. So you will recall that I mentioned on the show that the battle for Portland was going to factor large in the nationwide FASH versus Antifa conflict. Well, buckle up, Buttercup, because the City of Roses has seen the arrival of a good many skunks this week.
1: Yes, it has. I'll do a a quick rundown, but I, I mean, man, this list is long. Starting on July 14th, the federal government has sent in troops from several agencies, Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, ICE, the Federal Protective Service, that's literally a federal force specifically designed to protect federal buildings and monuments. They sent all these troops to Portland and these troops are not under the same guidelines as the local police, as far as the weapons they can use, the amount of force they can use in altercations. And there's just a ton of stories and videos of these troops using excessive force and also most disturbingly detaining people without identifying themselves, putting them in unmarked vehicles and just driving off. I put together a little clip of of some of this audio. It's a it's pretty freaky. Let's go ahead and play that one.
0: I
3: need to move it. yeah hi Jeff as you can hear behind me it's a chaotic situation we have flashbangs going off as uh, federal law enforcement uh, officers have started engaging with the crowd and we see a lot of gas smoke uh, just billowing out of the uh, area by the federal building there uh, people were confronting federal officers Wow. They were not atta- attacking the building or anything. We've so seen vandalism in the past, but I didn't see any of that happening to the uh, federal building there. Don't hurt her! No, don't hurt her! Hey, hey, hey! Don't hurt hands up! Why are you putting the box on? I'm getting my hands No! what the no. fuck? An unmarked car? This is an unmarked car! Who is this? Who are you? You thought she will get shot, you understand me? What is happening? Where's she going?
4: Yeah, if
3: you
2: going? do not desist, you, you, you will get her? shot.
1: Where are you have to tell us where you're taking her! Where are you going? Where are you going? Help us! Help us!
0: Yeah, so this is just disturbing. And some of the, the crazy stuff about all of this is that even the local enforcement or the local government, right, or the mayor or the governor they don't even really want this help. This is something where, yeah, they've been it's unilaterally from the federal government. and here here's an example uh, from the Governor.
5: The videos,
2: the pictures, the experiences that we're all witnessing here in Portland should be shocking to all Americans. The words and actions from President Trump and the Department of Homeland Security have shown that this is an
4: attack. On our democracy, let's be clear: this is not political theater. This is far more dangerous than that. I
0: apologize. That was Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland. Yeah, right. And
2: yeah, Ted yeah. Wheeler is the mayor, mayor of Portland. Right? He's. I mean, what's what he's talking about there? And look, his words are somewhat less strong than than Jeff Merkley, Senator Jeff Merkley's words have been. As Senator Ron Wyden spoken. I mean, universal condemnation on you know what wheeler was talking about was that the trump administration they're doing this for maximum media exposure
1: right absolutely the, the fear the fear in in that lady's voice as her friend gets driven off oh my in god that unmarked car and she's like whoa like what the f-, you know what just happened and where are you going and like that is that's real that's absolutely visceral and and that's the definition of fascism, like the absolute definition of fascism. Just yeah, don't come into the streets or the brown
2: shirts are going to carry you away.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: here, here's the scary thing for me, guys, and, and this is really scary, right? Is the fact that this is, in 2016, during the election, it was Muslims. We need a Muslim ban. We need to, we, that, that is the fear and anxiety that somebody is using to win an election, Right. In 2018, when it was a midterm election and he needed to keep his party in power, all of a sudden we have a caravan coming from Central America that's going to invade us and we got to put kids in cages, right? And that was the next thing. Just so you know, the Muslim ban has happened. The kids are in cages and we have put people in cages because of fear and anxiety. Even though he lost the election in 2018, nothing's been done about that. And here's the scariest part about this today is that the fear and anxiety are Americans. These are our fellow citizens. These are the people who live in America. And now we're at war with our cities and our cities that are pushing back against this fascism that's coming from our federal government. And they're making political ads to try to win an election that way and I'm sorry if they do that we are going to see a pushback that is going to be unchecked and we're going to see some serious violence more than we're seeing today and I think that this is the scariest part of what's going on right now I I have not been this afraid for our democracy ever I- until this moment
2: well it's it's the it's the say, it's it, it's the script that happened before it 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 already happened right the puts in bavaria the brown shirts in the streets on behalf of dear leader this is the next move this is it, you know and it, what it, you know whatever i mean i'm i'm just me, i'm beyond it's words a,
1: it's i it, you i think it's a you know i think it's obviously a, a call to his base for trump to be doing this but you, you heard he's yeah he's doubled down and he's gonna go to he said she's going to chicago next specifically chicago i can't think of a worse idea than to challenge the city of chicago like the worst civil rights riots this country has ever seen are chicago and then the other time in chicago and then that last time in chicago like this is a recipe for disaster
2: culture what was it that the mac do you have something that 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 the yeah that the, that the flack person back said about about Chicago the, McEnany,
1: the Mac and the it.
5: <laughs> and the derelict mayor of Chicago should step up and ask for
3: federal help because she's doing a very poor job at securing her streets Kaylee McEnany you called her Karen can you explain that yeah I think it's pretty straightforward Look, what we've seen and unfortunately what we're going to continue to see is the Trump administration obviously thinks that they will score some political points by trying to demonize and and make Democratic mayors, particularly women mayors like myself, Mira Bowser, Keisha Lance Bottoms of Atlanta, Jenny Durkin of Seattle, they think that they're going to take us on and make us look bad because that'll score points with their base. And to that I've said and I'll say again, good luck.
2: Well, good luck.
3: Done. In absence of incredible, a void of leadership from the president and his team who want to change the subject from the failed leadership. And it's not just failed leadership. The fact that they have not stepped up and led in this incredible pandemic has literally cost people lives. The fact that the president has <clears throat> equivocated about the seriousness of COVID-19. Okay, can, we, can we, she's going
2: down to the COVID. Can we just cut it in here?
3: <laughs> and has mocked people for doing so the fact that he has lied repeatedly about the resources that the federal government
2: that i mean that was just she was just descending into anyway i don't want to get into it that was such deflection there's one thing you have to talk about you have to tell look as the mayor of chicago you have to tell the president of the united states if those brown shirts come into chicago and start behaving the way they have in portland you're going to get with the district attorney. You're going to get with the the, the captains of the police force, and you are going to lock them up if they arrive. That's that's what you need to do. And I don't think it's going to happen. There was, there was a there was a horrible shooting in Chicago one Sunday after after that clip we just heard. Um, there was a literal gangland shooting outside of a funeral parlor. Just you know, miserable, miserable situation. And I guess that has Lightfoot scared to say. We don't want federal law enforcement in here. Do we have the kind of response that I'd like to hear? Do we have Larry Krasner?
0: Yeah, I got it right here. Good morning. Larry, well, Larry
5: Krasner all, is we the... Do not it, plan to oh, yeah, Larry Krasner, plan, by the way, district
2: plan plan attorney in Philadelphia.
5: So if uh, any federal authorities were to come to Philadelphia and follow the law and follow the Constitution, the issue will not present, which is certainly what we all hope. But it's real simple. The law applies to the president of the United States, even though he doesn't think so. The law applies to law enforcement. The law applies to civilians. I mean, it is real simple. We have to be even handed. So if people are gonna come to Philadelphia and in uniform, they're gonna fracture the skulls of protesters with rubber bullets. They're gonna jump out of rental vans and drag people into those vans without probable cause. They are committing crimes under the Pennsylvania statutes. These are Pennsylvania offenses over which the district attorney in Philly has jurisdiction over that area. And we can bring those charges. The law is very clear. Uh, We can proceed with those charges in state court. Under certain circumstances, they might end up being processed in federal court. But initially, we can bring those charges, we can pursue them, and as much as possible, we can put those individuals in front of a Philadelphia jury who might have something to say about those tactics.
2: And this and this and this is the pract—that's the practical response you want to hear from a leader in a city, in my opinion, although in Krasner's case, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Krasner, but he's already pissed off the cops quite a lot. And what do you need to arrest these guys? Right. You need you local do. cops. You need local cops. So 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 my question is, which of his district commanders will will follow his order? To arrest anyone who's violating these statutes, which he specifically knows are going to be violated when the brown shirts show up and which of the cops will then follow the chain of command
0: and execute the orders from their district commanders. But Well, I mean, one thing you, know. you could say, though, is that if you look at Portland, for an example, the police in Portland are pissed. The local police in Portland are pissed because they did have things somewhat under control. Yeah, it was an ongoing. It was an ongoing protest. But in the end, it was an ongoing peaceful protest for 50 days. And then the feds show up and start to actually put the gas on things. And it's now now become something that you have peaceful protesters and you have antagonists from the federal government creating disarray. And the local police don't want it. And, And so in all reality, I think you could get support from local police if you see the same types of tactics that are being used in their cities you know the joy the george floyd protests they they basically are talking about and you get this from the president all the time the antifa is is who's in charge of of creating this violence but really in this intercept story they actually talk about the fact that the disorder and the people who are actually creating these these really violent riots that are happening are actually from the far right and not from the Antifa. So why don't we talk a bit about this? Cause this was a really cool article.
1: This was a, this was a fascinating article. I'll, I'll try to break down some of it again. It was, it was just gigantic. And part of that is because of its source, the source blue is, leaks! is, is blue leaks, which is a 269 gigabit trove of documents, audio and video. Um, that anonymous, the hacktivists have leaked out onto the world. And they did that on Juneteenth um, of this year. And so, I mean, that's just a ton of data. I would I wouldn't mind actually trying to look at some of that. And maybe I will, but it's a ton of data. The intercept went looking for data, uh, basically about anything Antifa related. And it just so happened to be, you know, that, that there, the riots across the country were happening. And what they found was particularly these, what do you want to call them? Those, those groups of uh, law enforcement that are all supposed to talk together for domestic terrorism. fusion, fusion centers, fusion centers, fusion centers Yeah. that had a lot of data and they were specifically talking about Antifa and like what to look for as, as far as people that were like basically domestic terrorists and what they were describing were just protesters and it was really systematic it was like every big city was the same way saying let's talk about antifa 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 and even as growing information showed that extreme right wing groups like nazis and the boogaloo's in particular mm-hmm. were were really gearing up to do some damage if you're not familiar with the boogaloo's the Boogaloo's w- are a group that want to create enough civil unrest that we have a civil war.
2: They so want Helter Skelter. They're a Helter Skelter group. Yeah. But,
1: but yeah. What is yeah, their, yeah. What is their end? What, I mean, I know that they want to create they a They want to create war. a race war. That's the end. Yeah, the, the,
0: the, yeah. They want to create a race war where For the extermination they, of non-white. Exactly. And yeah. they, they want to bring the the white supremacy back to america and they want to create a race war and so they see the current protesting over black lives matter is their call to arms to create that race war and to make it happen they are the most motivated group to do this by far (laughs) i've got
2: i've got to say when i when i when i read the article a third i think it was the third time i was struck by something it looks like these all these law enforcement types they're kind of vibing they're not really sharing information There's there's reference here to memes and drawings and you know stuff that they can just look at and vibe about like oh ho ho look at this look at this antifa dressed like a donkey you know it, it, i was i was just <laughs> i was, was just really struck by the idea that it was just like a meme thread
1: there among was law a lot enforcement of that. There was also stuff where they were like, we're not sure if we should try to arrest people that are open-carrying because we don't want to anger. <laughs> we don't want to arrest the Boogaloo. <laughs> we, yeah. We don't yeah, want that's arrest been going- people that are open-carrying because we don't want to anger, you know, these other groups that might turn these.
0: Well, my, my thing on the open-carry, guys, and let's talk about this. All right, we're talking about we have fascist secret police Federal government taking people without t- saying who they are, throwing them in unmarked vehicles, taking them to we don't know where. We have them shooting chemical spray at our own citizens. Oh, get a load where of this! Are, Hold on, let me tell you. Where up for just are the second. second Amendment guys who've been waiting for the government to do this the whole time? They're doing <laughs> right. it. They're doing it to American citizens. They're doing it to the left, and now they're right. they're they're sitting on their hands because right. we we now know what they are. When the next time you talk to a Second Amendment guy who talks about I need my guns to protect myself from the from the government, the next thing you need to say is Where were you when the government was Why actually go to becoming fascist? It, it, going back to Portland, man,
2: I just I just had a couple things I wanted to say about that. You mentioned you mentioned chemicals and pepper spray. You yeah, know, uh, this is how low these motherfuckers are. This is how low they've gotten. There's this place right in the middle of Portland. Just like down the street from the courthouse, which is why they're supposedly there in the first place, to protect the courthouse, called Riot Ribs. Riot Ribs has been just feeding the, the protesters. They've just been giving them food for weeks. And two nights ago, no, it was just last night. It was just last night. Someone came along and pepper sprayed all of their grills. And it didn't stop there. A bunch of relief supplies a bunch of relief supplies that were sent in from, you know, some local organization. I couldn't follow the thread to find out which local local organization was. It was medical supplies. Pepper sprayed. So when the when the brown shirts retreated, they pepper sprayed the supply train, if you will. That's how low they are.
1: Yeah, that's weak. That is weak. It's just chemical so. warfare. And I mean say, because to say that those people are there protecting federal property i mean that's just bullshit just bullshit that's not what they're doing
0: no literally they're there to create fear and anxiety of trump's base so that he has a boogeyman to try to win an election well it's like something that is both that is their entire intent and you know you know who's orchestrating this
2: miller well this is all miller I, it's, yeah, let's not talk about Stephen Miller, just, yet. <laughs> 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 Brat faced motherfucker. God damn it, uh. that guy was bald before he turned 22. Now, having been bald myself at the age of 22, you realize, you realize, <laughs> realize for <from> me insulting <laughs> someone on that, it's, but both of you touched on this, and this is a, this is a direct quote from Senator Ron Wyden. I wanted to, I, and I've said it before, not in these exact words, but he says, these occupying forces are creating conflict. He calls them occupying forces. Says, They're attacking peaceful protesters and making my hometown more dangerous. And for Portland to find peace, they need to pull unwanted federal agents out of our city. But he's Senator Ron Wyden. He doesn't. He's not the DA, man. The DA could could, could put the local boys on. Just whatever.
0: Well, oh. we're all, yeah. Next up. Oh, we're going to move on? Hey, let's yeah, do something. Let's, let's do something fun. You want to yeah, do something let's do, fun too, let's Caleb? Do something on, yeah. Well, we've Agreed. gone through two really heavy stories. Let, 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 it, let us lighten up the mood a bit. Let's talk about our neighbors to the north. They've taken cue from New York City on COVID safe sex recommendations. When we have to talk about safe sex during COVID, I have a feeling that we have to um, have a talk about this just because it it means something. So Sheldon,,
2: w- w- well, what do just, you have to say about? This? It's all, it's come up. It's come up like in the last two episodes, so we might as well keep it a running theme.
3: Uh, <laughs> the uh,
2: the British columbia, the British Columbia Center for Disease Control, People can, will, and should continue to have sex. They can, will, and should continue to have sex during the covid nineteen pandemic one of the things that shows up just as it was the case with the New York City guidelines. But people need to get creative to get busy. One suggestion occur- encourages the use of Glory Hole. <laughs> so you know <laughs> stay safe stay safe out in those bathroom stalls, Vancouver. We're on your
0: side. <laughs> well don't we don't we have a, a glory hole expert perhaps. Mr. Clinton, how do you feel about
2: this?
4: Well, good evening. Two weeks in a row, it's good to be back. I've told (laughs) y'all before, and I'll say it again, glory holes are the cleanest, safest, anonymous kind of sex that money, I mean, that a marriage can have. And most of the time, it's consensual. Most of the time, it's consensual. Oh, <laughs> uh, Vancouver me, glory holes. Yeah. Tell me you haven't been hogtied and stuck like a pig.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about it. There's actually there's there, there's there's an NDA on that. So.
0: Well well you know you know the cool thing is that uh, I'm an atheist and in doing so I have no regrets as long as it's consensual we're all good.
2: <laughs> hey former President Clinton uh we've got a new segment that we're going to run tonight. We'd like to ask you to stick around and help us introduce it.
4: Yeah well, all right I mean as long as it's glory hole related I'm <laughs> Flying over from New York to Vancouver right now to check out The Glory Holds Myself. You're flying. I'm glad I'm you mentioned
2: out. planes. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned planes because they are relevant. Our new segment is called The Epstein Suicide Watch.
4: Oh, uh, Epstein. Yeah, I got a... Some very important former presidential business situation room type <laughs> things have just come up. I got a ski-daddle. It's always a pleasure being on your show, and uh, God bless. <laughs> okay, goodbye, sir. Let's Play, him out.
0: The, uh, Play him out. Poor Play guy. Play him out. Play him out. Play him out. Give him his... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, bye, Bill Clinton. L- l- but let's do it. Let's jump into the Epstein suicide
1: watch. You little girl, you want some candy? I've got something sweet for you right in the back of this van. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who, who wrote that clip? Jesus <laughs> Christ.
3: <laughs> some uh, evil
1: genius. Did someone order a
2: pizza? Uh, okay. Look, we haven't talked about Epstein yet, so big news week for it. I thought we'd get into it. Hopefully, we don't have to do this every week. Dislane Maxwell, who was Jeffrey Epstein's chief groomer, was arrested hiding in plain sight a couple of weeks ago.
1: Chief Anyone groomer? Want to pick it up? Not like she combed his hair.
2: <laughs> no. Well, she probably did that as well.
1: A groomer as in she led underage girls back to, you know, the island mm. of doom and the mansion of darkness.
2: Uh-huh pretty much Uh, grooming the girl. So, uh, what happened immediately after Maxwell was in prison. So, right. So she was hiding in plain sight. She was sitting in an Airbnb at a million dollar New Hampshire home. Uh, she wasn't hiding. And for her to be there, don't you guys think she never was hiding?
1: No, no.
2: Do you think she was hiding? Coulter?
1: I, I don't, don't she, think was, she was was high. she
2: really on the run? So no, she okay, I think I, I I think reason dictates that someone in doing that wasn't really but they finally decided to scoop her up. I don't want to get too conspiratorial on this just yet, but uh, she was immediately denied bail because there just happened to be a million dollars in cash there at the uh-huh. Airbnb in New Hampshire. So uh May, and and she she's a UK citizen, so perhaps flight risk, perhaps so.
1: She was denied. Bill, are we are we gonna do a, a an over under? Are we gonna do a countdown on like her mysterious death? <laughs> I'm surprised she made it this long. Well, well
0: let's we're, already,
2: about,
1: we're already we're well, already over well, my over under.
0: Well, over-under. well let, let's talk a bit about you know the Trump controversy with <laughs> Maxwell, where. When asked about her, he was like, oh, "I hope she's just doing okay, and you know, she's she's a lovely lady, and I, you know, I, I hope she's doing well." Is
1: that what he said? When did he say that's that? that's actually what he yeah, said? That's I wish her well. He said it yesterday. Yeah, I wish her I wish well. Her I, I well. don't, I don't really he
2: know said her. I wish her well. I've, I've never really spoken to her. I don't know much about the case. Haven't been following the case, but I wish her well.
0: What? So you know, and, and of course, immediately after that you get people like Scaramucci saying, hey, that's code for s- keep your mouth shut and you're going to get a pardon.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't know. Who gives a that? shit I what Anthony I, Scaramucci says? I, I just, say. I just <laughs> think that Trump is so clueless. Like, um, <laughs> that's funny, though. Maxwell's got to be the only person in the country that's, like, polling lower than Trump right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try and get John Kasich below that
2: number. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll I get mean, there we soon.
1: Get there too. I. I, I just don't. <laughs> that might be why Come on. he's like. I, I Suzanne hope she's Collins. Doing fine, poor girl. Isn't Suzanne
0: Collins pulling pretty low? Come on, people hate her.
1: But there is there is a more conspiratorial thing going on. Like the conspiracies exist, man. All
2: right, so. so Little did but, anyone but me, know. They, oh go ahead.
0: You know, to me I, I, I do look at them as at this level they are just conspiracies. But the fact is is that I think that you've got a woman who has a lot of dirt on a lot of powerful people and well, let's see what sparks fly. I think she takes down a, a, a British prince though. I I, I think prince, No, he's
2: already been taken down, he was yeah, allowed to live because he's down. not gonna flip.
0: No, he's but not gonna I, flip. I, I, but, That's but, what happened. I, I, he's I going to live. It down as in, I think he might end up with some actual charges. What do you think?
2: No, no, I don't think so. He, he's uh, going to be he, because he's not going to flip.
1: Take that bet.
2: I, I, I think he, I, I think he's going to
0: live free. Live free, and die hard. Well, but, let's. Uh, <laughs> let, let's. Are we going to make a bet? I, I think Prince Andrew actually gets charged with something.
2: By who? By which jurisdiction? I mean, uh, there are so many details
1: here. Um, can we can we say that that he's going to get called to the state of New York? Like, the state of New York is going to say, "No, we're going, we're going to need to hear from you, sir." And we have an extradition treaty with to the that, UK. Yeah, they're going to want to extradite him, whether he shows up to that or or runs like hell or ends up mysteriously dead, falling out of a plane over the ocean. <laughs> I don't know. Well, speaking of court proceedings, there was a there was a bizarre development. Over
2: the weekend, you know, as if this whole thing weren't bizarre enough, someone tried to murder the judge who is overseeing a lawsuit. Now, this is this is difficult to follow, a little bit difficult to follow because United States law vis-a-vis investor rights is stupid. It's batshit crazy. But this lawsuit has been that has been brought against Deutsche Bank alleges that Deutsche Bank defrauded its investors by giving money to a bunch of shady and unreliable people, including Jeffrey Epstein and the judge in this case, Esther Salas, was assaulted. Her, someone shot up her house, killed her son and wounded her husband while she was in the house and do, do, I mean the person the I don't know do we even want to talk about the suspect because it seems it seems to me that every time a court is about to enter discovery phase when Jeffrey Epstein is is at bar uh, some fucking crazy thing happens either a plea deal happens an alleged suicide is was the case with Epstein someone shooting up the house
0: of and the family of some judge I mean do we even want to talk about you've I- got to uh, you know I'm First of all, not going I, I try to not subject myself to conspiracy theories. I wanna I wanna be very clear.
2: But this isn't a conspiracy theory. I, every I, single I totally time I
0: totally get it every what you're time Epstein
2: me. gets to every time Epstein gets to discovery, something happens to end
0: the proceedings. I completely agree. And it's with been you. like th- is the, four times That is what has been going on. I think that Epstein has a lot of dirt on a lot of powerful people. That's how that's how come he's been able to get away with what he's done for so long. Well, I mean, he's dead now. Well, he's dead now, but okay. <laughs> you know, point is he's dead now, And but even then, all of the discovery that is surrounding him also has to do with a lot of powerful people. That being said, I also am going to hold my personal opinions back until I actually see real proof that there is some sort of invisible hand that is running all of this right because on the other side of it is there are definitely circumstances that could happen you know for example epstein could have killed himself i'm sorry i know that that everybody's got the t-shirt now but the point is he could have and the other side of it is is that when you look at the when you look at the, the the this judge this judge is touching a lot of different cases and not just Epstein, and was just put on the Epstein trial. She's also- Well, Deutsche Bank. The
2: Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. I but can that,
1: explain that Deutsche Bank trial just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Deutsche Bank kind of famously decided to just go completely rogue and- and just start taking money from every bad guy crazy person bullshit
2: giving money scheme, to every or bad organization. guy organization yeah,
1: well, yeah no, and they, why is doh banking ethics they took ethics out of of the way for a minute like they just lifted their ethics bar and said let's just make as much money as possible and their stock and and their holdings just shot up for the last i don't know if they just shot up for 10 15 years and now they're getting people that worked at the bank that were like, "Dude, it was completely unethical, and it was a no holds barred, like nothing."
2: They no, aren't like workers that are animals. suing them.
1: It, it's an investor suit. It's well, right, they. they right, it right. is so, an employee. So, yeah, so okay. now that now okay. Deutsche Bank is getting caught for all their shit and their holdings and their oh, I see, I see, I see. Screwed. They're bringing testimony. Their they're bringing are testimony coming back, okay. saying, "No, no, no, no." Deutsche Bank lied to us because they didn't kind of disclose that they had lifted the ethical bar of what banks should do and that deutsche actually Bank, started with donald john trump it started that actually well, started my, my, with, my, started my big question though
0: is why hasn't anybody at the top of deutsche bank's head really rolled you, you still you see big fines you're not seeing charges and so in all reality they're getting taxed and they could put that up as a uh, part of doing business we'll pay 150 million dollars but hey we made 20 billion so what's that a drop in the bucket uh, i think that it's just back to 2008 it's back to you know the institutions and banks in this country can do whatever they want without impunity and nobody gets in, nobody gets in any trouble
2: i've got a couple of threads for you though mr skeptic coulter got a couple yeah. of little threads for you epstein's first real professional job was as a teacher at the uh, prestigious Dalton School in yep. New York City. Yep. Do you know who uh, he had no qualifications. He didn't have a degree. He was he was hired to teach mathematics there by who? Yep. O-G-O-S-S, meaning CIA Donald Barr whose son happens to be our attorney general Bill Barr. Just throwing dun, this dun, wicked... Dun, dun. Dun. Yeah, I mean, it's just wicked. It is. W- Ghislaine's Gislaine, father? It's a guy named Robert Maxwell. Totally a spy. And he was a member of parliament.
0: Resorted history in general.
2: Yeah, right. But uh, what I'm saying is Donald Barb was OG CIA. Donald Barr was OG CIA. And he hired this Epstein character for no reason Literally, I'm I, I think he's a honeypot. And I think Epstein's always been a honeypot. Do, do, do you guys know? Uh, do,
0: do I need yeah, to yeah, elaborate on that, honeypot? You know, yeah, basically, he's a honeypot to your what you're saying is essentially he's a honeypot to get powerful people and dirt on powerful people so that you can control them. So I,
2: uh, I it just it just looks it just looks so messed up. Anyway, <laughs> that, you know uh, I don't know whatever it's they true. killed the they killed his ass they killed his ass. It's all very weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, you know I just look at it as I, I just don't think it's that organized. I think that there's some scared people out there that are making some pretty I rash feel, decisions, I but I don't judge. feel like it's that organized. I feel bad for that judge man she lost like, her son it's a
1: really horrible she thing she lost her she lost her child man and can you imagine being a judge right now with like all the ability for people to dox you on the internet and like every big database in the world is getting hacked every other year and all your personal information is basically for sale on the dark web to preside over a case that has this many powerful people would be scary as hell for me and like we should probably maybe write some laws about protecting judges from being doxed and things like that, I I don't know that just seems scary to me.
2: You mentioned What's... dark web. I just wanted to I I wanted to I want to drop this in here really quick as a tribute to Michael Brooks. He wrote a book that I highly recommend, and I forgot to do it while I was getting all teared up <laughs> at the beginning. He wrote a book. It was called uh, It was called After the Web, and it was just published in April, and I couldn't wait to. I I want to say read it, but let's be honest. i listened to it. Uh, I listened to the audio version. It was fantastic. It was it was an examination of the intellectual dark web and the characters there, too. It was fantastic. Anyway, sorry, I got triggered. You triggered me. You triggered me, Caleb. So Uh, after after the web.
1: Hey, let's let's scoot on. I'd like to introduce a new segment uh, that revolves around the ever present anti-intellectualism movement in America. And we're just calling it dumb Americans
5: for our science lesson for today, what
1: you're seeing and what you're reading,
5: we will continue. Our discussion is
1: not what's happening
5: of Darwin's theory of the descent of man.
1: (laughs) Today in dumb. Yeah. You like that? A little inherit the wind. Uh, Today in dumb Americans, we have the McInnani. She's back for the second time on the show. Way to go! Two two show for the McInnani. Two clip show. A two for for Karen. Yeah, two for for Karen, <laughs> and she's basically talking about the government's insistence on opening schools despite the growing number of COVID nineteen cases in America. Coulter, can can you play this clip? It's a, it's a
3: view. Well, you talked about it earlier with school districts, but we're seeing more school districts, at least in Virginia, for example, last night, deciding to go online only. What does the president say to parents out there who are now going, okay, what do I do with my kids?
5: Yeah, the president has said um, unmistakably that he wants schools to open. And I was just in the Oval talking to him about that. And when he says open, he means open and full kids being able to attend each and every day at their school. Uh, The science should not stand in the way of this. Uh, And as Dr. Scott Atlas said, I thought this was a good quote. Of course, we can do it. Everyone else in the Western world, our pure nations are doing it.
0: I think it was a great quote as well, because it's been played basically non-stop since she said the science shouldn't get in the way.
1: Science yeah, shouldn't sh- get in the way, man. This of is, opening this schools where
0: a- you're supposed to learn fucking science? Yeah, this is an alternative facts moment, really. It, it's, you know, the science shouldn't get in the way when we're talking about a scientific problem. I mean, this is just ridiculous.
1: <laughs> she, she did go on. She quotes this Dr. Atlas guy. Uh, mm-hmm. who's like the resident stooge for the Herver, her, uh, Hoover Institute. It's a, a right-wing think tank. To give you perspective, like 96% of their donations went to the GOP in 2016, so we know what they stand for. Who pays him? Who pays this guy? Well, the, uh, the, some of the main donors are, what's her name? The, the heiress of the, the, Mellon, the Mellon family. Oh, uh, good. The, the Walton Foundation. Um, (laughs) this guy is the, this is the same guy who said that if we could get people to shop around for MRIs and outpatient surgeries, that it would drop the price of healthcare by 20%. (laughs) So he's not the sharpest tool in the shed and clearly a right wing stooge to throw out quotes and, but he's got a doctorate in his name. So, you know, apparently he's (laughs) credible. So oh, does so does so Henry they got a Kissinger. token doctor,
0: right? It's the idea of like, oh, hey, look, we can do what we want. We have one doctor that's going to agree with right, us, right?
1: Right, like that 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 uh, token professor from George Washington. No, you exactly. don't
0: even have to. You don't even have to go that deep.
2: Come on, come on. Henry Kissinger is always referred to as Doctor Kissinger, and that guy is a genocidal fucking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you don't. I mean, look, you you like they, they they they've been putting doctor in front of fucking anybody. This and Kissinger, what did he say? What did he say? Like anything that flies on anything that moves. That's what he said we ought to do to Cambodia. So I mean, <laughs>
0: well, I <laughs> all mean, right, this is something that's really important to me. I I Dr. am a parent. Atlas. I have two kids. I ha- am in a place in my life where I'm actually actively making the decision of where whether I'm going to send my kids to school or not. I'm in a blue state. We've done the right things for COVID, but we're starting to see an uptick in cases. And that uptick's been going on for about three or four weeks ever since we've started to reopen things. And I can tell you right now, I am apprehensive to send my children to school. And not because I want to send my kids. My, my kids, I, I think that we're lucky in the fact that COVID-19 doesn't generally kill children. It does kill some. It, not all kids are going to, if every kid in America got sick, uh, thousands of them would die. But the other side of it is, is that in comparison to older people, they it, it, the numbers aren't the same. But here's the problem. It's not, to me, the problem isn't necessarily sending your kids to school. It's the people that are going to be around your children. There are teachers, there are lunch ladies, there are substitute teachers, there are principals, there are support staff and counselors. These people are not young. And when you look at, for example, the three teachers that were teaching summer school in Arizona and two of the three died, these are the things that we have to worry about. And sending kids to school in a giant cesspool of germs and spit, even with a mask on, I'm sorry, it's going to spread COVID. You're bringing it all down. You're bringing it all down.
2: Come on! Yeah, we're this, supposed to be making fun is, of the stupid people.
1: This we are is making fun about, of stupid about, people about anti-intellectualism. We may <laughs> not get to it every week, but we're. We, but when I'm when just ragging see, you, when we see people there, I, I'm with you, Colter. I have a I have a kid going into junior high, uh-huh. and so like there's no safe way for. Uh, like a thousand junior high kids to go to class and then every 45 minutes run around in a fucking blender in the halls and go to their next class that every single one of them and therefore every single one of their parents gets COVID. Like also, that is a nightmare. I'm not doing that. No way. You
2: guys, you guys having children, you were just rude. You were just I know. rude. <laughs> it, it
0: has to, I, I'm sorry. But the thing is, is that when we talk about You (laughs) then you get up there and make a quote and say, "Hey, we're not going to do it based on what the science says. We're just going to do what we want, yeah, just so that we can, you know, look good for our voters that don't want to wear masks." This is the epitome of stupid. Yeah, it's an alternative facts moment. This is them saying out loud what they shouldn't be saying.
1: And you heard. Oh right, right? you heard that Trump, Trump's, Trump's political team basically ran some some polling and. The number one push button issue for people around America is they were worried about the kids going back to school. Yeah,
2: they have to and go so back to school
1: because we've all fallen so Trump, into this two income trap. Well, we're we've all, all fallen all into worried. this two income. Both parents have to fucking work. But Trump, right? No James one's at home. idea to do, oh, is sorry. to just say, okay, let's just say everyone has to. Well, how are we going to do it? I don't know. Let's just blame it on mayors, like. <laughs> Yeah. No, but look, like, look, all i all run by Democratic mayors. Well, every city that's more than a quarter million people is run by a Democrat. OK, because that's because we're, we, we're people that know that we have to live together. We have compassion. And when you stick a lot of us together, if you don't have compassion, shit goes to shit.
2: I'm yeah, sorry, but Lori, Light, know Lori Lightfoot, Lori Lightfoot, know pivoting things. from federal agent brown shirts coming into her city to COVID nineteen—that's not a compassionate individual. I have to push back on that. That's that's just someone looking to be a politician and just score points on somebody. But hi, we're Democrats. Whatever. We know things. Yeah, Lori Lightfoot <laughs> doesn't know a fucking thing. We're, 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 she just pivots like this. like how like seriously. Well, it pisses me off. This like like seriously, Democratic mayors are the target. Uh that
0: isn't Well let, let's let's jump into It's time for Zimmerman's Playhouse.
2: Woo! <laughs> this week we've uh, got a doozy, another Black Lives Matter adjacent story. Let's just get into the guy. Carl Gallup's Does anyone want to explain who he is? Because I just
0: get upset when I... (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carl Gallops is a right-wing fundamentalist preacher, and he warns that Satan has convinced the world that Christians can't say all lives matter. I I even have a nice little clip here.
4: Now, liquor stores and big box stores and rioters, they're okay, but the church is evil. See, Rome's on fire. Let's blame the Christians. And then if I can't say all lives matter, that's the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. That's the whole purpose of the word of God is to declare in God's eyes, all lives matter. He's sacrificing his own son for us. That's the heart of the gospel. It's the heart of the New Testament. It's the last words of the book of Revelation. Yet the (laughs) evil one has convinced the whole world that we cannot say that.
1: The Bible
2: closes <laughs> with the phrase, all the lives matter. You, you dumb the motherfucker. one
1: oh, has God. said, we cannot say all lives matter. Even though that is the last words in the book of Revelation.
2: All lives <laughs> matter, the say of <laughs> the Lord.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. You know, I mean, it, it, it's just, just your standard. That. Well, that's re- the last, this is, that's this the last is, thing out of Revelations.
0: Well, you know, and here's the thing. This is your standard Republican right wing Christian to take the victim and say, oh, well, now we can't say all lives matter because, you know, we're, we we we're, we're tr- we have this really just intent. No, you're a bigot. You're a racist. You don't have any. When, when somebody says to me, all lives matter, that is you basically discounting the fact that, you know, black people want to be treated equally and this country because they're not and it just screams the white privilege from the American right and just you know they it's to the point where they just don't even get it
1: yeah I just I just like it it was the evil one <laughs> the evil one says we can't say that the, the evil one. The evil one has painted us as racists. The evil one, Satan. Has
4: he? You don't think it was the hood and the white clothing that painted (laughs) you? So look here, (laughs)
2: right, Reverend Carl Gallops. For the crime of claiming that Black Lives Matter is a creation of the devil himself, you may fuck all the way off to Zimmerman's Playhouse. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) air quotes air quotes parody parody we at left and leftists do not actually endorse anyone even carl Gallup's being locked in a tight space with george zimmerman
0: such an asshole such such an asshole
1: george zimmerman such a prick such Uh, a prick
0: i mean to be honest, it you know he's such a prick. We talk about him every week. So <laughs>
1: Green week, I'll see you. I'll see you next week for our George uh, Lemon's an asshole segment, Coulter. I like that little ten minute spot we have. Uh, <laughs> well, boys,
0: let's uh let's wrap this puppy up. We've gone on and on and on, but let's talk a bit about the patron. First of all, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash left and leftist, And if you would like to give this amazing show the gifts of money, that is where you can go sign up for a monthly donation. And it's going to help this show come to you week after week. Another way to support the show is to write us a review. Head over to podchaser.com or if you're listening to us on Apple, scroll to the bottom of your app right there and give us a five-star review. Reviews help others find the show and just remember that the first person who gives at the $10 level is going to get Sheldon and Caleb to drive all the way to another state and egg my house. So that Woo-hoo! is still up as a promotion for, We're our Patreon. for you. Hey, yeah, head on over and to, to leftandleftist.com. Get more information about the show. That's you can also Twitter. listen we to episodes on, there. We are on we Facebook
4: are, at Left and Leftist. Us. Give us a like. Check out our page. We are on Instagram.
0: Yep. Uh, left and left it's left Leftist is on Instagram and Twitter. And yep. uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody I'm spilled the beans. If you talk to us on Twitter, you're talking to Sheldon. If you talk to us on Instagram, you're talking to me. And if you're on Facebook, you're talking to the old Kalima. So uh, if you want to track us down, that's the best way to do so is get us on socials. We'd love to hear from you.
2: Great. Now our Twitter feed is completely dead. No one wants to talk to me.
0: Well, you know, you shouldn't have, you you,
2: shouldn't have laid that out there
0: come on hey you never know there could be a good fine criticism of your last screed so <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let, let's wrap it up and uh we'll see you all next week on left and leftist
4: see you next bye
0: week.
2: so long suckers